presented by Key to Unity, a show where we discuss the issues of the world from our perspective, the perspective of teenagers. Today, we're talking about COVID-19 and 2020 and how it's changed our lives within the past 10 months. I'm Naquo. I'm Paige. I'm Jackson. I'm Mary. I'm Asiana. We are all here and we present to you, Hear These Voices. Remember the day in March that the governor closed the schools? Yeah, it was Friday the 13th, ironically. I don't have much recollection of that day, but I do remember that I did not realize the importance of the actual situation. I was just, I think, like everybody else, pretty, pretty glad to get out of school. I don't think anybody realized how, um, you know, drastic the situation you know the whole situation was so because i don't know if y'all remember but the governor tweeted that we'd be closed in like 3a but the school didn't say anything until the end of the day during fourth block but i'm sure all of us thought we'd be gone initially just two weeks little did we know we'd be gone for what eight almost nine months yeah also i remember that uh my spanish teacher um thought it wasn't you know um like like us she didn't think it was as big as it was really and she thought we would stay at school and so it was just sort of weird because I'm pretty sure I was in that same class that you know that day that it got canceled so um but yeah Mary what do you think um I was um my last block was math and I remember um principal bottom coming on the announcements like a few minutes before um as school ended and he was just like the governor announced that um we um are we're gonna I think at first the county decided to um to take Monday off and see how it was and then when we got home from school the governor um decided we would have two weeks and then it was like eight months yeah just started growing over time yeah Asiana what about you um I remember of course like everybody else being in the about the last period but I did not go to school the next day because my mother has always had a fear of airborne diseases so she told us no you're not going to school because she understood how bad it could get and how it was so she did not let us go to school the next day that we found out yeah I remember people were like joking about it almost like they thought it was you know funny that something like this was happening but yeah just like I said people didn't realize the importance until it was too late and then there was you know the number of people to get sick started growing and growing so yeah, that's probably a big reason why it got so big before, you know, the government or anybody else did anything about it. I feel like 2020 just had a lot of different stages. Like first, it was the first big thing really was Kobe Bryant and the eight other people passing away. Then it was COVID. And then we went into that whole little three month period where all everyone was talking about was Tiger King and Carol Baskin. And then we had the murder of George Floyd. Then that was a whole summer thing with the protest and whatnot. Then that was the election period after that, which was kind of like the end of 2020. I mean, Joe Biden has won probably more times than we've taken showers in our lives at this point. And now we just have to hope that 2021 is better. Yeah. And I mean, to that, I think 2020 is um, a year for not just... uh, not just a specific group of people, but, you know, people in general, just, um, you know, us as living beings, like evolve, you know, a year of evolution and like change and, um, you know, a new sort of understanding and appreciation of like what life actually is. Um, 
because, you know, I remember at the beginning and I know all of you do too, where it was just like such a drastic change of like a schedule, you know, you went from like going to school every day and like seeing these different, you know, people who, you know, and you're just like so accustomed to that. And then to have to be like around your family who you argue with all the time, you know, um, at least at first before, because, you know, you're not used to like that schedule. So it becomes sort of like frustrating to not, you know, know what the day holds and be sort of unsure. Um, so how do you guys feel about that? Like the sort of the family environment and like the new sort of appreciation you guys had once, you know, uh, the virus hit? Yeah, for me, I, I don't think it's been as bad as, um, I thought it would be, or um, other families thought it would be, but we've been um, getting through it. And for a lot of the beginning, I had to just stay at my mom's house. And then like a few months later, we went back and forth to my mom and dad's house again. So it's kind of been similar, but it still had like lots of uh, differences. Yeah. Um... The day after the governor closed us, it was my driving test. So I completed my driving test. And as soon as I got done and they told me I passed, I came right on down to the Richmond area. And I've been with my dad ever since. And initially it was gonna be for those two weeks. But like we've said before, two weeks turned into what felt like eternity. But I want to ask, because I know Asiana and Jackson, y'all are athlete, y'all are athletes. And I know you kind of condition after your season is over with, so you can be even better, like by the time what October and November comes the following year. Do you think that the quarantine kind of limited your ability to become more successful, like your following season? Um when it comes to basketball, yes. Not really but when it comes to playing with other people you can't really play with other people so you kind of depend on yourself to push yourself but for cheerleading it was it's kind of easy to um train myself um but definitely for basketball it was a little bit of a struggle trying not to have contact with a bunch of people yeah I mean I, I think it's like it just sort of hit people out of nowhere like you know nobody's obviously ever been through it before so I mean um, as far as like motivation, it really shows who, you know, once you do come back and you see these people, it really shows you who's been working and who's, you know, been busy doing other stuff, maybe not, you know, maybe slacking off, not, you know, working at a goal they want to achieve. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as like basketball, like skill wise, I mean, you can work on that by yourself, of course. Um, you just got to go do it, you know, and conditioning, you can run. You can, there's no excuses for it. Um, obviously, if you have something going on with your family, it's different. But, you know, if you're healthy and everything, there's no excuses. But, you know, as far as like the game stuff, obviously, if you're safe, you shouldn't be playing with people. So it's it takes a while to like sort of get back into the flow. You know, we just started practice. Um, we had tryouts this Monday um, and it's Friday now. So. Uh, you know, then we had another tryout Tuesday and then we had Wednesday and Thursday for practice. And now it's um, it's canceled until January um, 11th. So we're just getting back into it. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else has picked up any like quarantine task or skills, but if you did, I would love to hear it. I learned how to cook more things. Like initially, all I knew how to cook was spaghetti. And now I can fry stuff, bake stuff. I bake like four cakes in the quarantine. Yeah, same here. Yeah, my sister, it was uh, it was funny because she stayed with us. Um, she's 20 and she um, she was pregnant during quarantine. And she all she would do is really like cook because that was like something she loved to do. You know, we would watch um, uh, we would watch, you know, a sh shows with Gordon Ramsay, who's like the professional chef, you know who's funny. Um, and then, and then she, we, you know, we would cook, um, and stuff like that. And like you, uh, Nyquil, I, I knew how to make, I knew, um, you know, I could, 
I can boil ramen or whatever, you know, boil some water, put some ramen in it. That's about it. And so, you know, I started uh, hanging out with my sister and then, you know, now I can, you know, cook. And I know Paige is already a chef. So Paige, do you, did you learn anything? Um, I think over quarantine, I focused more on like, like learning new stuff. So like, I tried to learn how to paint and I, it didn't go very well. I like tried to use regular paint as watercolors and then it like spread all over my canvas. So that didn't go very well. But then I started getting back into baking. And so I started making a whole bunch of bread for like my family and sending it to them. So that was fun. What about you, Asiana? Um, there's a few things that I learned how to do. I learned how to drive a stick shift, change oil in a car, um, change a tire. I've also been working on sign language because I think it's pretty cool. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you're more productive than me. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mary? Um, I haven't really been doing much. Um, um however on June 8th, I went to um, the DMV and got my learner's permit. And so throughout quarantine, I've been driving some. But other than that, not very much. Yeah, same here. I actually got my learners too. Um, can't remember specifically what month, but I couldn't get it at first. I turned 16 in September. And as soon as I turned, you know, it like, as soon as I was able to get it, I mean, so 15 and a half, um, you know, COVID hit. So I could, that's something that uh, stopped, you know, that was stopped temporarily too, because the DMV was closed for a while, but um, eventually and I went and I got it too. So, yeah. Yeah. I was actually, I actually turned um, 15 and a half, like at the very beginning of March, but I we didn't really get it until like, like I, we didn't really have time in March. And then we went into quarantine and we barely did anything. And so then I got ready and we went in June. I just got my temporary today after waiting forever. Let's so go. I don't know. Now I just have to wait to get the real license, but I'm finally able to drive my car. Yeah, that's good. Paige over here has has been driving for a while now. Yeah. yeah I got my, like, I was supposed to get my actual license in, like, June, and then the school never, like, sent it to me, so I couldn't drive anywhere. And then I eventually, like, called the school and was like, all right, I got to get out of the house, so I need my license. And then they, like, wrote it they had sent it in the mail but it had gotten lost in the mail and so then they wrote me another one and then started driving yeah so that sort of shows you know even something as simple as like getting a license you know was changed um i'm not i'm not gonna say it's simple but you know something that usually you would take for granted you know you can just go do it within a short period of time or you know relatively and um you know it's changed Do you guys have anything like from when you, you know, got home and you started that like really changed that may have, you know, affected you or changed, you know, the way you went about your day? Um, for me, it would definitely be my productiveness, my motivation and my sleep schedule. Uh, like during school, I would get up pretty early, get ready for school, go to the bus, go to school and then have like a basketball game or practice and then come back home and do like home stuff and chill with family. And now I don't, I don't have much to do. So it's kind of, I'm still like sitting around and I could be doing things, but there's no, there's less motivation now, I guess, but you know, it's something you need to work on. I need to work on. Yeah. I have to agree with you, Asiana, my sleep schedule. It's just awful. Like literally ever since we got canceled, my sleep schedule has been all over the place. Sometimes I'm like on schedule 
where I'm like, okay, I'll go to bed at 11, wake up at eight. But then some days I don't go to bed till five in the morning and have to wake up at 10. So. Exactly. Yep. And I don't know about y'all, but my productiveness and motivation is not very strong in this virtual environment that we're in for school. Yeah, no, for sure, mine isn't either. (laughs) Why don't we talk about that then? School, like grades, most of us being juniors and seniors, except for uh, Mary. um, You know, it's, how do you guys feel about it? Or like how, what, what are your grades like? You know, are you, are you struggling or are you, you know, I know NyQuil, you just said it's, it's, um, it's pretty rough as far as like being motivated to actually like do the work, but like, what is so, what is making it rough? You know, honestly, just being in your room all day, of course, all of us are in different like areas in our house to like be on a zoom, but it's hard to get into the groove of things when you're beside your bed. And you literally just rolled out of your bed to log on the Zoom. So you're not marked asynchronous in the attendance system. And then you're trying to focus. But Zoom is just exhausting. Like it's really draining. And doing it for four classes a day or then having a meeting in the afternoon after your classes, it just sucks. And I don't know. I don't want to sound selfish because I know all of us have to deal with being on virtual school. But being that this is my senior year, I'm not gonna lie, some days I get kind of sad, like, wow, I'm really spending my senior year on a Zoom with internet issues, my sound goes out and everyone starts sounding like a robot. Like, it sucks, but I know we have to do this to stay safe and I'd rather spend my year virtual than risk the chance of getting COVID. For sure. Yeah, for me, it's been kind of like, the teachers are not pushed to grade stuff so it's kind of just gotten to the point where it's like if you're not grading it what is the point of me doing it so that just like it just doesn't even make sense to me so yeah but to 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 that point I do think um as much as us students struggle with this I do believe that like the teachers and I know even my math teachers you know um said like you know, it's, it's hard for the teachers too. And like, that's perfectly understandable because, you know, it doesn't, the virus doesn't discriminate, you know, it's, it affects everybody, um, whether like they like to admit it or not. Um, and I mean, the teachers, I think, you know, like at the beginning um, of the year before it happened uh, or before we went virtual, um, I know we all got on a zoom with, uh, you know, the principal and we, we talked um, to the teachers, which was awesome uh, to, you know, have that mutual conversation of like, you know, how do we feel? How do they feel? So I, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like that conversation we had with, with the teachers was really important in sort of shaping and uh, creating like an understanding between, you know, teachers and students uh, going into the year. Yeah, absolutely. And you said it perfectly. The teachers have it hard too arguably worse than what we do you know we don't have to worry about teaching to a classroom full of black screens we don't have to worry about waiting for kids to turn in their papers so you can grade it after you assigned it a month ago you know we don't have to deal with that we don't have to deal with parents complaining oh well my child should be in person why is the school not doing this or da 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 and you know it's hard on everyone but teachers are very valuable and we should appreciate them more than what, not saying we don't appreciate them, but they should be more appreciated than what they are. Yeah, and that motivation factor, to, to my point, I was tr- like, I was trying to say how I believe that conversation sort of sparked something, you know, like everybody felt something and we're motivated after that, like, oh, this, you know, if we can talk to each other, it'll be all right. So I think, like you just said, Mike, well, if you have, in their defense, if you have a class full of just names on the screen, do you imagine how awkward that is? It's like basically you're talking to a wall. You know what I mean? Because I know as far as my math class, I'm the only one who shows my face the whole time, regardless of the day. And I mean, it's just, you got to have empathy and you got to sympathize for, you know, for everybody really, because you don't, you know, you don't walk in their shoes. So 
Asiana, Mary, do you guys have anything about that? Yeah, well, um, sometimes when I talk to my friends about it, they're like, yeah, I'd put my video on if there's like at least two or three other people. But um, you kind of just, it's hard because um, it would be awkward being the only one. But I, like, like you, Jackson, I've been the only one for like a long time for a lot of my classes. But you just kind of have to think about what the teachers are going through because what y'all said, they're just like, they're just trying to teach to everybody, but they don't, they don't know like the right reactions or anything. They just, they're just talking to like their screen. It's like texting almost. Yeah, it's, you, it's you, very hard. You can't see the emotion in anybody. You know what I mean? You're trying to communicate, but you can't actually figure out what they're trying to, you know, portray. So I see, I don't know. Um, yeah, going off of what Narquil said about appreciating teachers, um, I really do appreciate each and every single one of my teachers. Um, I was able to sit down and talk to one of my teachers after class, and I really just talked to her about everything, and I don't really like talking much, and I don't really like opening up, but I really opened up to her, and it felt good to talk to her because she she's my avid teacher, and I've been an avid for a long time. And so having a connection with your avid teacher is a typical thing. I feel like I don't have a connection with her because of the pandemic. But due to this conversation that I had with her, um, it feels a lot better. It felt a lot better. So I really appreciate her taking out the time. And also with my other teachers, they've taken out time to talk to me and um, even go as far as giving me their number to make sure that I'm good with my grades um talking emailing me past like 11 o'clock at night like it's they do a lot so yeah that's awesome I love I feel like that's the best way to be successful in a class if you have a good connection or at least a good relationship with your teacher because if you have any issues or you're confused about anything you're going to be comfortable going to that teacher and if the teacher has a good idea of you nine times out of ten you can get and you can get additional help if you have an issue too because they know you very well so yeah, I love that you and Miss Bird have that connection, Asiana. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that was one of the topics, um, like we talked about with the teachers, was, um, you know, like I said, being mutual. Like, we really emphasize that, like, if we can't communicate with you, uh, and if we if we can't know that, you know, you're just our teacher, like, because if we feel that these people are just our teachers then it's going to be really hard for us to learn because we're going to feel like sort of uh, sort of vulnerable to, you know, their sort of power as a teacher. Um, we, you know, cause as far as a classroom goes, you already sort of feel limited in like your abilities to do certain things, you know? Um, and so to be virtual, I think it made it even, even tougher for some people. Do y'all feel like being virtual hinders your chance of connecting with people? like who are in your who are in your class or even if you're in a club or whatever do you feel like that ruins the chance 100 um, percent. it depends on the type of person if you really don't like talking even in person then this gives you this gives you a good shield like this like you're able to completely disconnect yourself but if you are a social person and you already are good at talking to people i think you can not a strong connection, but you can definitely get a connection. It's not gonna be strong, but you can definitely get a connection. And um, personally, in some breakout rooms, when we go into breakout rooms, I've worked well with other people. And some people, they just don't wanna talk to me. So that's, that's, I had to work by myself. So it just depends on who you're with and the type of person you are and the other person is to have that connection. I think for me, in like my freshman year like I was super outgoing and super like talkative to everyone and then sophomore year I kind of like closed off and I was more of just like me and my couple friends and so now I feel like I'm kind of like missing having just like connections with more people than like my small circle because I feel like I don't talk to very many people anymore because of the pandemic so I think that's kind of 
um, been kind of hard for me. Yeah. But to like the overarching, you know, point is like, I feel like that, you know, being excluded from whether it be parties or whatever uh, most teenagers want to do during this pandemic, I feel like the people who are taking it into account, like the seriousness of it, even now, months later, I feel like, like I said, the overarching sort of thing is like evolution. Um, at least that's the way I look at it is like, this was supposed to happen. I always look at it as like, um, sort of like a story that's already written. Like this is like, you know, part of the story that's going to get us to the, you know, final chapter or whatever you want to, um, call it. But I just feel like as living beings, we've, if we go through something like this, it just makes us stronger. You know what I mean? So, and it makes us more knowledgeable on so many things. Cause um, to the topic earlier, like, what have you learned? I feel like mentally more than anything else I've grown, like regardless of how much I've worked out or conditioned or whatever, I feel like mentally is what I've gotten the strongest in. And uh, you guys can probably agree with that. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to say, what's weird is that I've made friends since we've been in the virtual environment with people I've never even met. And honestly, I don't even know what they look like, but I just know if we're in a breakout room together, we talk to each other, we know each other, we exchange each other's social medias, and then we see each other through there. But like, I, I can think of like three people who like I've gotten close to, and I don't even know what they look like. I don't know if that's the same for anyone else. Yeah. I mean, do you guys think like having that sort of like ability to like shut yourself off as far as like what you look like, you know, like just turn your camera off. Do you think that, um, what do you think that does obviously to the relationship, but also what do you, what um, relevance does that have to like who they are as a person? Do you think that sort of maybe something with their insecurities? Do you think it may be um, a home environment issue? Like I, I think it could be, any of them but um I think a lot of it is like also laziness to be honest you know just not wanting to like have to when you go to school right you dress up you look nice first day of school especially you want everybody to look at you like oh you're you know you're this you're that because of the way you look right so I think it's sort of the same thing with um with virtual you don't want to just like look like a slob so I think a lot of people um you know, really, that's one of the reasons. But what do you guys think are some other reasons that may affect that relationship? You know, I think honestly, just getting up there, as we said earlier, getting on a Zoom is draining. And it's it kind of sucks when you're a senior, not trying to discredit anyone else's feelings in a lower grade. But at least for my grade, I feel like it's already draining and depressing as it is. So you kind of just go in get your work done that you're assigned, give me my assignments. I'll speak to the teacher if I have an issue or confused about something, and then just let me lay back in my bed. That's honestly what I feel like is going through most people's heads. So of course it does kind of suck because you can't build the relationship. And yeah, but I still understand the thing of just let me just get through this virtual day and get, get all my work turned in and just call it a day and regroup. Yeah, I know sometimes I don't want to get out of bed so that I feel, but at the same time, I also, just like you guys were saying before, just like one of my classes, I'm the only person that turns on my camera and like, I know that it like hurts the teacher because like, she's a super social person and like, she's like, I don't even know what some of you guys look like yet. I was like, this is so sad. So like, I make sure that even if I'm still laying in bed, that I turned my camera on just so that like I can have some sort of like connection with people. Well, um, I, I kind of think what what Nyquil was saying like it's kind of just exhausting even if it's in your own room to go from like your bed in the morning to Zoom and then sit on the Zoom for like the whole day. Um, but um, sometimes it's just kind of they're gonna do what like other um, people are doing. So if like most people have their cameras off, then they are fine with keeping them off. And 
as more people put them on, they might turn them on. So you're trying to say people are like followers in a sense that like if one person's, you know, not showing their face like other people follow because I totally agree with that. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people are doing. counting the numbers you know it was just like oh how many people have gotten COVID today how many people have gotten COVID this week and then it changed to like the George Floyd murder and it was just kind of like everyone was on their tiptoes you know like hoping that nothing else happened and like just praying that everyone was okay and then it kind of got to the point where it was just like what did you do today? Oh, I sat on the couch today. You know, it was just kind of like this never-ending cycle of the same thing. Um, I catch me and my friends talking about the future a lot. And I don't, because we can't do anything right now. So the best thing that we can do is look ahead. And so it's also come up with my teachers and I've reached out to the career specialist, my counselor, and so talking about my future, my friends are like, we're gonna take trips and do this, this and that. And we're just, cause we can't do anything right now. We're keeping our hopes up for the future. So that's really what the conversation is, is the future. For me, I think it's, um, for me, it's just what Paige said, like in the beginning we were all, you know, talking about the coronavirus and like how many people have gotten it and all the statistics and it's just changed over time and now it's just like like because we've been in quarantine and been doing the same stuff over and over we've just been kind of um it's kind of dialed down to just how was your day today Oh, it was the same as yesterday. Yeah, for sure. And I know talking to like family, the experience has been like, like, for example, my sister, like I said, you know, she has her, her child and everything. And like, she seems like, I can't imagine what it's like for her to like constantly be doing the same thing, um, you know, day in and day out. So. I know with me and my family and friends, this year was kind of hard to like not talk about politics and our government because of everything with COVID and the response. And it kind of like all of us in my family, we got more involved in like what's going on today in the political news and what's going on in the government. And I've been so invested, you know, I'm considering double majoring next year and having um, a double major in accounting and political science simply because all of this stuff is just interesting to me. And after the year we've had, it's kind of hard to not keep your eyes glued to your TV. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just like you, I've learned a lot more. Like, I don't, um, I don't believe politics is like, so much of it is unneeded uh, or not needed. You know, I think we can agree on that as far as like the, um, divisiveness about it you know what I mean like the um you know the both sides it's just we want to be the United States um and this is another topic but you know we want to be the United States um yet we have two different sides who compete all the time with contradicting you know points of points of views and we want to strive to be the best and the greatest and and this and that um but we're not willing to have that mutual you know and that you know, agreement and teamwork partnership. It's one thing if you disagree on, um, you know, maybe a, a policy, you know, whatever the case is, but it's another thing if you disagree on morals and, and people as a whole, you know what I mean? So if we can't vet look, if we're supposed to have a leader, leaders supposed to value each and every one of their team equally. And what I mean by team is us as 
a country if that since that's what people want to say even though it's bigger than that but as a country if we have a leader we need someone who is going to be inclusive and care for every single person regardless of who they are um you know and and really you know sympathize and and look deeper than just the past just you know what the previous person did so um it's a little you know, it's a little different than, you know, the coronavirus as far as this, you know, this topic, but I think it all sort of ties together because, you know, if we have a great leader, then that person will help every single person with this virus and, and um, eventually, you know, get the right people to, to help distribute the vaccine and so we can get back to being able to go around each other safely. changed obviously of course the answer is yes but like have you guys personally known or dealt with a difference in your mental health or have seen someone else's mental health change um me personally i think i've gotten i think i've gotten wiser and more knowledgeable and i know that's not mental health but i think my um, understanding of things has gotten uh, a ton better, you know, like just knowing that like everything will be okay eventually, you know what I mean? People always want to look at the here and the now and understand like, yeah, obviously we would rather be able to go around each other safely without worrying about getting the virus. But like I said, you know, this is supposed to happen. So as long, me personally, um, I've just sort of not kept my head down in a bad way, but like I've focused on what I want to do and I've strived to do it. So I think once you focus on that and not like the, Oh, how long is this going to take, you know, like years, months, whatever the case is, if you look at it that way, you're going to be miserable. But if you look at it and I think that's what motivates people, you know what I mean? Like realizing your own personal goals and, and you know, what you want to do in life. I think really attacking that, that's something that a lot of people took advantage of in some, a lot of people also did not take advantage of, so. Okay, well, I'll do the other side. Um, my mental health was really struggling at the beginning. I did not handle the transition of seeing my friends every day at school to then nine months, and I haven't seen hardly anyone. So that was really hard for me, and I think I got into this whole, just like Jackson was saying, of thinking that everything was not never going to be okay and nothing was ever going to you know go back to normal and so that kind of messed with my head and you know I don't think that like my mental health my mental health was is or was where it was at the beginning of COVID because like I was doing pretty well you know I had like stuff planned for you know right now and I had all this stuff going on that I was super excited about and then have it all canceled in the blink of an eye you know it was kind of rough did what what did you do to like help that <laughs> um to be completely honest I just kind of ate my feelings away I just picked my new favorite COVID snack and um you know ate my problems away <laughs> he did more than that uh, me being obviously right now um you know, throughout the, she's been the only person outside of my family who I've, who I've uh, hung out with, and obviously we're we're safe and all that. But um, you know, I know she has worked hard as far as being repetitive in her actions to try and be better or like you know think better uh, rather than look at the negative. So I know, um, and like other people, like I think she's been trying really hard to you know, genuinely change the way, not that she, um, you know, just change the way she thinks in general about anything, you know, because if you have a positive outlook, then that'll change so many things in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Mary and or Asiana. Wait. Um, for me personally, I started to isolate myself a lot and I still have, it, it messed me up. It really does because I'm still struggling with it. Um, it began with 
kind of like not leaving the house, like not going outside in general. Then I started to kind of go outside to play basketball by myself. And then once it got colder and, you know, school started to build up, I didn't like I don't I don't leave my room. Um, So my parents have noticed that. So right now um, they took me to Florida. I'm in Florida right now. And um, it's got to the point where they're kind of like asking me to go out. Because I just, it, I started to isolate myself, and it's not good, but um, I'm really working on it. Because I think a lot of people have started to isolate themselves due to schoolwork and the lack of motivation. Yeah, that's definitely happened to me. I feel the same exact way. Um, oddly enough, it hasn't really, like, it hadn't really happened until later during quarantine but I have seen it happening I've noticed it and yeah um sometimes my mom just tells me to go outside take a walk and come back and like reset for a little for me I definitely can say that I get like anxiety I guess you could say when I go out in public because I'm like very cautious and scared to like get COVID because I know like with my health, if I get it, it could be awful. So I, as Asiana said, I isolate myself too. Like if I don't have to go out, I'm not going to go out. And like, I haven't been out this whole week. I have not gone out since, well, one time, but still for the most part, I stay home and I stay in my own little comfortable space. So I definitely can relate to Asiana and isolate. Yeah, I went to Target the other day and I began, like, I got hot. I got really hot. And I was like, I did not want to be here. Like, there's so many people at Target. I kept telling my mom, I was like, I want to go home. I want to go home. Like, it was horrible. I hated it. So um, I just got really hot and uncomfortable. And, like, usually, like, it wasn't that packed as usual, but it still wasn't comfortable for me. And I, like, I had to leave. It was really weird. Yeah. And I mean, that's like sort of like I was saying about politics is like you sort of have like a lot of people have trust issues with around people now because you don't know who who is what, you know, um, if they maybe support somebody who is, you know, anti-mask or who doesn't believe in the virus um, as much. You can't you can't really like, you know, see that just you can't see that by looking um, at somebody obviously unless you're going to prejudge them um but yeah i mean it's it's a weird thing uh and you know like well you said you're sort of like fearful to uh to a degree about like going around people because you don't know um but something my dad and i have you know talked about is like you can't you can't live life in fear regardless of like how serious this is and and listen listen to me because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put this in a way that you know it seems like it's okay to go. But what I mean by that is simply just um, obviously do everything in your power you can to be you know safe and to do what it takes to not get the virus. But as far as um, you know things like you need to do or like just certain things, there's certain times where you you pick and choose. You know where there's you know it's a situation where it's like okay that's obviously prone for something not you know maybe something too risky or um it might be the opposite so i don't know i just feel like um if you have um a responsibility and like a maturity to you where you know what to do and what not to do i think um it'll relieve a lot of the anxiety and like the worry that you may have when you go to you know public places or whatnot um but yeah, me personally, I still, even with that being said, I do, I do not go anywhere really besides um, obviously, you know, basketball practice, but I don't think not like anybody knows how safe I am as far as before I get there, when I get there, you know, you know, while I'm there. And then when I get back, like it's constantly me thinking like not scared that I'm going to get it, but doing what it takes to actually be safe, which if everybody did that, you know, it would be, be gone a lot sooner yeah that's a I definitely hear what you're saying and I think you make a great point yeah 
um, with traveling to Florida, we for I think we kind of forget how safe Charlottesville really is. Cause as soon as I started to gradually move out of Charlottesville, out of Virginia, you know, every time we had to like take a quick stop, you notice less and less masks and less and less precautions. Like it yeah. went, to, it got to the point where I couldn't even go into the gas station because nobody had a mask on. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going in there. That's too much of a risk because nobody in there had one. Yeah, you're definitely in that anti-mask territory. Yeah, we're like, staying I, in Airbnb. Like, we're just staying here. It has a pool. We cleaned it all up. We're just taking a break. But um, it's, it's wild. Yeah, that's awesome that you're taking a break, not that they're not taking precaution. But it's great that you're getting a vacation, especially during this time, because you can't really go anywhere. So that's good. You're with your family. And it's great you have a pool. Yes. Yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's just jump right into it. As we've seen in 2020 and years prior, um, a lot of oppression and a lot of injustices have been happening in America um, for centuries now, whether that was slavery, whether that was police brutality, whether that was racism or anything like that. It's been happening for 400 years over. And in May, late May, towards the end of May, May 27th to be exact, the world saw a video of a black man in Minneapolis by the name of George Floyd, who was murdered um, at the hands, well, not the hands, but murdered by a cop in Minneapolis who had his knee on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. As we saw as a result, a lot of protests erupted around the country. A lot of people had opinions about it. Some people looted businesses. Some people um, made some damages to some communities and a lot of people had opinions about it, which created a worldwide conversation that obviously needed to be had. So I would love to open the floor to my fellow hosts. What did you guys think of everything? Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, I would say it's, um, you know, surprising or shocking but like you said 400 years you sort of you sort of get a sense of um the reality of you know you sort of get an understanding of like what people can be about because there's been with that with uh that happening there's been plenty of you know malicious acts um committed against minorities and against you know just people who don't look like or who don't look like as far as maybe skin tone or, you know, whatever the case is, um, you know, it, it happens so, so often yet obviously now it's recorded filmed and, and, uh, seeing with, you know, your own eyes, you can't like, that's inevitable. You can't fake that, you know, what you see. Um, and it's brutal. And obviously it was, um, disheartening or, you know, sad, uh, to, to so many people. Um, but again, I think this was something that needed to happen because like you said, you see what uh, was a result of it. You know what I mean? Um, you see the, the protests are, you know, like just the millions of people and um, like president uh, or former president Obama was saying, um, I've watched, you know, videos about him talking in interviews and stuff. And he's talked about how he, he became, you know, he was, he wasn't losing hope, but he he got a um, a sense of you know optimism from seeing all that you know. So I think uh, it really did spark something. Um, not even just this country. I think like around the world. I think a lot of people really changed the way they think um, and really really emphasized going to actually learn about what happened and you know the past and everything. Yeah, as as awful as it was it's it really it really really seemed to um like um grab many people's attention and just um start to um cause something to change which needed to be changed for 
a very long time, but it just seemed like it was that event that really kind of changed everything. I think, I think for me, like, I, like, I know that all this stuff, like, it's wrong, and, like, it's so, like, it's something that, like, to me, like, I, it just, it's hard to, like, comprehend, like, what was going through, like, the cop's mind when he was doing that, and so, like, I think that, like, it kind of caused me to have, like, more uncomfortable conversations with the people in my life, and, like, the people in my family, just to, like, you know, like, make everyone realize that it's wrong and like that like we can talk about it and like learn from it yeah absolutely i think as awful as it was that he was murdered i think the response the good responses um that we were able to take and the actions we were able to take like raising the, the cops charges um they took down um uncle ben i believe and Aunt jemima i know that was a conversation um and yeah i just think a lot of people really it opened a lot of people's eyes as mary said to like kind of have those uncomfortable conversations and really pay attention to the things around them like i don't know about y'all but do you feel like you were ever in a situation or in an environment where at the time you really didn't realize that this is racist and now after seeing everything that happened you realize wow this was really racist yeah, uh, I'll, I'll jump right in and say, like, I know, obviously, um, from past experience, obviously, I'm not like the darkest person, but I'm, I'm mixed as people would call it, whatever you want to call it, biracial, whatever. Um, and no matter how much people want to, like, deny that I may be, you know, um, uh, you know, part black or whatever the case is, I know I don't you know, not every white person, quote, um, has super curly hair and, you know, just these other different features. And I know um, being around people who weren't used to that or accustomed to that, like, it, you know, they realize that I look different and they, they um, sort of stereotype me uh, and sort of singled me out. Uh, just for example, like when I was younger with, um, you know, just a few years ago, uh like i would have friends and then there would just be you know certain people who would be around and they'd think it would be okay to you know um make jokes whether it be you know about something about my features or whatever the case is um and also knowing you know what i am uh right so like at the time you may not think anything you know is so terrible because you think oh they're just making a joke you know uh, and that's just one example. There's so many examples, which is ridiculous. But just one example is like just the little things, like even the little jokes or like jabs that people take, like that has a lot deeper meaning and um, like truth to it about who they are as a character and not as a character, but what they've learned, you know, what they what they think is like, you know, right or what they may think is, you know, the truth. So. Yeah, you raise a great point. Asiana? Um, definitely during this period of time, it made my blood boil. Um, it was a very hard time for me. And it, stuff like this has always been my attention. For me, it wasn't a wake-up call. It was kind of like I was looking at it as a snooze button that everybody kept hitting for some apparent reason. It wasn't a wake-up call. It was something that was always there. So um, for me personally, as I'm Hispanic and I'm black, and um, once people figure out that I'm Hispanic, because a lot of people can't look at me and tell that I'm Hispanic, but once people um, figure out I'm Hispanic, it turns into um, multiple things. Definitely heard the, you don't necessarily know how to handle it. And I think that sort of relates to like, the situations of like, like Paige was saying, like, it's uncomfortable, right? You don't, you don't experience, you haven't experienced it before. So really um, diving into like unfamiliar territory is, is uncomfortable. And, and, you know, that's just how humans, like, that's just natural, you know, but, um, 
like we've said, like once people do learn what actually is going on, it makes you look back and realize like, oh, wow, like I did not, well, A, I did not handle that the right way, like, you know, as good as I could have. And B, I mean, you just really see who they are, you know, you see what happened, like, and you see who people, their true colors, you know, so, um, I mean, there's plenty of examples that we could bring up about um, people being sort of ignorant to, to stuff like that. I kind of, I told um, you and Asiana, we had this conversation before, but like my middle school, the middle school I went to, the name of the middle school was Stonewall Jackson. And our mascot was the Stonewall Jackson Rebels. And then the high school I would have gone to was Lee Davis. And our mascot, as you can imagine, were the Confederates. So stuff like that, I think being a kid, you don't really realize how awful and how disgusting that in the 21st century, a school is even named that. And you have to, if you're a part of a sports team, you have to wear that on your chest like rebel or have confederate spelled out on your chest you know you don't really realize the magnitude of that as a kid but as you get older and you can reflect on things you definitely see how wow why was i ever enrolled in that school yeah you know and you know, yeah and you know it's funny you bring that up because even with the the high school we go to like and just like the mascots and like not just our school but like it's just schools in general, like you said, it's like I've had to like over the break uh, or quarantine, you know, I've done more research and like shirts that I may have had not for our school necessarily, but just in general, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, Virginia, the university, like I, I look at it different now, you know what I mean? I don't look at it as necessarily all just, oh, like orange and blue, you know, the sports team, like I look at it as like, it used to be a plantation, it used to be this and that, like, I think deeper. And I'm not saying like, oh, don't wear your basketball shirt, you know, necessarily. But if it has some sort of, you know, deeper meaning that could be offensive or hurtful to certain people, again, you got to learn, you can't, you can't deny the inevitable, just because you don't want to acknowledge it, you know, just because it may give you some sort of, you know, pleasure, or like some sort of, uh good feeling you know uh you can't take that at the risk of other people's past or who they are as a character you know what i mean so i think um like we've said i think quarantine has really really emphasized um evolving and really looking deeper than just the surface you know absolutely and my last question that i want to ask everyone has any relationships changed between you and like your friends or certain family members after everything that happened with social justice? Like, have you had different conversations and you saw how people really feel about certain issues? Definitely. I mean, I think just like just seeing the people who are post like posting stuff on Instagram, like I think that like that's made me like start having conversations with people just if that's like sliding up on their Instagram story and talking to them about like what's going on or if that means like talking to my parents about all the different things that like I've had to go through and like all the different things that like I've had to see that you know like they wouldn't have seen because they don't have social media like they didn't have social media when they were growing up. So um, I definitely had that experience with a lot of people. I just don't see, I don't know if this is just me. I just don't see how you can watch that and see the video, see it trending everywhere. And you just don't say nothing. You know what I mean? Like if you, I feel like if you have, not even if you have like a friend that's black or a minority, just if you have any moral morals in general, I just don't see how you can't comment on that. And what I took offense to with a lot of people is, they didn't post a petition. They didn't post any encouraging post on how we need to dismantle certain systems or whatever. But the first thing, and still to this day, the only thing they posted was the black box on June 2nd. And I take offense to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Like I said, it shows people your true colors. Um, but as people like Martin Luther King Jr., for example, always wanted to fight negative with positive, you know what I mean? Always positive reinforcement. So regardless of how ignorant people may be um, at this point in their life, 
I believe it's right that groups like this and people uh, within the groups like us uh, make it a make it a point to go out or not to go out, but when something ignorant like that is you know thrown their way, don't take it more than you know a grain of salt because um, people are learning. You know, just because people have opinions and they're very um, very strong, you know, they believe very strongly, and it does not mean that they're the right opinions, you know? So, um, I think, uh, you know, seeing that, that murder really is something that did help people learn. So, um, I think people are all, regardless of age at different stages in their life, as far as, uh, their knowledge on certain subjects, I think it's too thrown around. I think there's a, I do believe there's probably a clear path on to how do we treat one another? How, um, through just common sense, you know what I mean? Like knowing that's not right or that is right. So before we close this thing out, I would love to hear two positives that you've taken away from this year. I can start. I think two positives that I have taken from this year is like I've really grown to I guess just to know like who is there for me and who isn't because like more than ever now like you know the people that are reaching out to you you know the people that like are caring for you in these hard times and so like I think that that's something that I've really learned is like I don't like, I don't need anyone, like, I can do stuff by myself, and, like, I can be, like, who I want to be just, like, by myself, and I think another thing is that I've gotten really close with my family, and, like, I would have never in a million years thought that I would be this close with my family, but, like, every night, me and my family sit down, and we watch, like, a TV show or something just so that we have, like, bonding time, and I think that's something that's been really special for me. Um, I was thinking um, the same thing as you, Paige. I was thinking um, one of them is just the family connection time and just being with um, family more. And I think another thing is kind of motivating myself, like, without anyone else to, like, push me because um, I've started um, running again and I hadn't really over the summer much and I've just been running on my own a lot more. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, two positives. Um, like I said, I believe you can find so many positives. So it's sort of hard to pick regardless of the situation, but uh, I mean, I think it just, like I said earlier, I think I just have a, a bigger life perspective. You know what I mean? Like, I think, uh, I'm, I think I was a deeper, you know, thinker before and like smart, uh, as far as, you know, knowing how people are and like knowing how to care for people and stuff like that, be empathetic. But I think, uh, now even more, I, I think, um, to combine, you know, a lot of different things. I think I'm a lot more mature now, you know, I think um, I can handle situations a lot better. And I believe that um, I know how to interact um, with different, you know, people, different things. And so I think just the stuff that I've learned um, over quarantine and um, definitely just seeing the second thing, I guess, to be more specific would be seeing all the people um, who have changed because regardless of if there's still so many people to be changed, um, you can't be upset that we're taking a step in the right direction. Um, even with a lot of the, you know, bad stuff going on, um, we're taking, I, I believe we're just, you know, stepping in a, in a good direction. Yeah, those are all great. Um, for me, I think one lesson that I've took away, one positive that I took away was really, not taking life for granted, like realize that any one of us could die the next day, tomorrow, tonight. 
um, and really just living life to the fullest, but safely. And the second thing I've learned is really to appreciate those who like support me, who love me, who like really stands for what's right and speaks for what's right. first podcast for everyone listening we want to thank you for showing support for taking the time out of your day to listen and support us my name is Naquel. i'm Paige. i'm jackson i'm mary i'm marciana and we are key to unity and you just got done listening to the very first episode of hear these voices <laughs> <laughs>